Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Bing, ba, bing, bong, bing, bong. What is this? As, I don't know. It's the start of happy, happy birthday. birthday. I've had some Easter eggs. Oh, cool! I'm 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 doing the opposite, <laughs> and uh, you, you know this about me. I uh I got a body. It was suggestible. We suggest things. Hello, hello, welcome to Suggestible Podcast. This is a podcast where no, no, just half assed to be like. No, we, I we want to get through the intro. Kelly, at least get through the goddamn intro. All right, I'm Claire Toddy. James Clement is here. Also, we are married. We recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. It's really nice that you're here. We're it both. Is. A little tired. But for different reasons. Claire's been in a bunch of Easter eggs. I'm going to go in the opposite direction. All right. I uh, I did a body scan today and I'm like, well, that's that's worse than it's been in a long time. Uh, in ter- you know, in terms of my, um, my my physicality. I don't care. Yeah. So anyway, this. so what happened? As things as you're asking. It's not interesting I'm like, for after, anyone. I'm cracking down. I'm back on smoothies. I'm doing delicious smoothies. I'm watching my calories just a little bit more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trim back down, Claire. That's what's happened. Good. Excellent. I look forward to having this same conversation for the next 50 years. That's what marriage is. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to live that long. Anyway, Claire. Well, you are. You're having smoothies. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They'll keep you healthy. So what apparently. is a thing that you've watched or read or listened to this week? Or would you like me to go first? Well, that's the premise of the show, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. No, I'll go first. Go for it. Ladies first, as they say. Let's do it. <laughs> Weird vibe in here. I don't like it. I don't like this weird vibe. Why is there a weird vibe tonight? I don't know. It's so weird. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I can't make you My body is eating itself because that's what happens when you're in a calorie deficit. Maybe that's oh, it. That's why. I just hate it. Okay. Uh, just on a side note, colleagues, you can delete this part if it's boring. It probably will be. I do not like this emphasis on calorie counting and exercise and weight body scanning. I don't I don't like it. You don't have to like it. You don't have no, to do it. Because I tell you what, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and if there are any women listening, I especially, but actually all people definitely mm. might relate to this. If you are someone that has had food issues, yeah. like food eating issues and weight eating issues, it's very difficult to do this kind of thing where you track everything you eat and you calorie count and all that stuff because it, or you go on a meal plan or whatever. Because what happens is it undoes a lot of the good stuff that you've done about just listening to your body and just eating everything in moderation and being kind to yourself and exercising to make your body feel good. Yeah. And it can really be very damaging to some people. A certain portion of the population I'm not saying that. And then what's also interesting to me, and my friend was saying this, and I'm not saying this is you, but it sort of is a bit you, oh that her partner is the same. He can just do the food calorie counting exercise regime without any attachment of emotion to it. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. can be like, I've had a bit too many Easter eggs. Here I go. Yes. And you just do it. Yeah. 
And is that you? Yeah, that's like, yeah, I, um, sometimes, not always, but yeah. But generally you don't beat yourself up. If, if I really want to do well. it, I can do it, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. just by deciding. Yeah, but sometimes I get halfway through and I'm like, ah, I hate this, I'm going to stop. Yeah, but but when you stop, do you then go into a shame spiral? Not really. It, it's it depends. Like the problem, if you the idea is for me, you don't restrict everything. You know what I mean? You just you just eat like you know slightly less like chocolate and snacks and ice cream, which yeah, what yeah, I, yeah, yeah. which no, is no, what no. I've been doing. No, 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 you've missed my question. You've missed my question. <laughs> no, what I'm asking is like, do you attach shame and guilt and feelings of self worth to your eating? No, I wouldn't say. Yeah, so. yeah, and that—that that is the crux of the thing. <laughs> that is the heart of it. Yeah. Why? Why is that that you don't? I don't know because like because uh, women all do. We spend our whole lives just fucking counting every single fucking thing we eat. Do you know that most women I speak to go to bed at night and just calibrate their day by what food they have consumed? Okay, that's not my fault. <laughs> I know it's not your fault. I know. You're just a simple man eating well and exercising. Exactly. And a woman is going mental This in is the not studio. a reflect like my actions are not a reflection on I know, I know. It's not about you. <laughs> it feels no, like it's a no, bit no, about no. me. I'm just curious I what I'm coming to actually with this I'm being a bit silly. <laughs> but I'm curious. Like you just don't attach any of that stuff to it. How? Why? No, because okay, I'll tell you because I feel better. When I when I look better and I'm fitter and stronger and leaner, that's why. And so yeah. I feel good, of and I'd you rather do. feel good than feel like shit. I know that's and so that's simple, the mo- and that's the motivation. But that's so simple and straightforward and practical and logical. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that, of course, it's not that like I, for instance, don't feel better with all of those things in place. Obviously, that's so mm. obvious. And I'm faster, and I got more energy. I know and all of these things exactly. Mm. It's so logical, but it's not logical for me. And I know I'm not alone in this. It's so no, I, many I'm not people. Saying, no, I'm not. It's not like the decision and the knowledge that it's the right thing to do and it will make you feel better mm. does not stop you from doing the thing and also going into a shame guilt spiral about you, it. You've trained before for like yes. runs. Yeah, and I know, James. Whatever. But, but there is so much that I've had to do emotionally yeah, to yeah, get yeah. to the point where I could do that. Like in actuality, for me to train and eat well and all the things, I've had to do all of this emotional examining yes. <laughs> of like emotional work around this stuff, right? Yep, yep, And yep. then it all just happens once I've done that. And I think that's the crux of it because I've got to this point where I'm 36 and I've done a lot of a, a work around body and self-image and all that stuff and I've had babies and, you know, all the things. Yeah, totally, yeah. I mean, like, and that's a whole other, like, obviously that's a whole other thing. I it is, with exactly. Yeah. But also the, you have to disconnect your self-worth to your body image and see it as being something about wanting to feel good in your body and feel healthy. Yeah. But what's, what is really hard to do is to separate that stuff because as a young person, and especially as a young woman, the society around you is just constantly giving you a thousand different messages in a thousand different ways that if you don't conform to one type of body, therefore you are bad. And yeah. if you can't do it, you are something wrong with you. You should feel shame and guilt and feel terrible about yourself and you have no place in society or worth because of the way your body is because it doesn't conform to like the bullshit stereotypes. 
And so we've grown up, particularly millennials, women, I think, particularly have grown up with like Kate Moss and this like heroin chic and all of that bullshit. I think every generation has like a version of that. Oh, completely. Completely. And now we're coming through in this whole other realm of like acceptance and body love and all of this stuff. And it's so exciting and wonderful. It's just that if you start to go on to any kind of, for me anyway, any kind of meal plan, diet, body examining, forcing exercise, it just brings all of that shit back to me and I can't do it. Right. And so being around people like you or my, and it's not just you, there's a lot, it generally is men, but it's not always men. There's like women who are like this too. Who would just there apply? There are entire Instagram accounts that are just this. Yeah, I know, but yeah. there's a lot of issues that go on oh, well, underdiagnosed yeah. yeah. or not said about all that stuff. I guess what I'm saying is the food, body, exercise stuff is so complicated, and it's kind of infuriating when you spend time with people who are just so logical and clear about it, and it's not a big deal for you. <laughs> it just, it's so, it's just so. Uh, and I and also you know, I just want to point and, and I understand I completely understand that. Then there's not to say from like it's not easy either. Like it's annoying and you got to think about it and whatever. And that is not the same as what you're talking about. Do you know what I mean? But I don't just breeze through it. I'm miserable, Claire. I'm a miserable person. Yeah, I know. I I, I don't doubt you're a miserable person anyway. <laughs> and then you doing this makes it more miserable. Yeah. <laughs> no. Watch tomorrow. I'll just be like, ah, oh, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I just. I, it's just interesting and it's just an observation yep. to me. Fair enough. And I, and I also, I think the other part of it that I want to say, and maybe we'll take this out too, is that I value you for being who you are and that is not contingent on how fit or not fit you are. Well, I appreciate that. And I do, I, I do but also like I, I don't, I'm not doing it. For you, I'm not to insult you, <laughs> but this isn't for you. This isn't like for anybody. This is because I want to do it. Because if yeah. it was for other people, then I wouldn't do it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yes, yeah. yeah, I know. And also, there's this. The, I think the main focus. Oh no, right? don't get me wrong. There's a there is an element of like people like, hey, you look good, and you're like, cool, thanks. Like you know, that's nice, or whatever. But you know, yeah, that's not why. No, I mean, in the end, it should always be about being at the like healthy version of you, right? Yes. And not particularly necessarily fitting into a, a stereotype or aesthetic. Get my chin-ups back, mate. They're, yeah. they're in the okay Actually, at the moment. And that, <laughs> yeah, you really need to sharpen up those chin-ups, mate. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is, and this is a long-winded way of saying it, I've come to a point in my life where I've realised that what's more interesting about me is what my body can do yeah, rather than what it looks like. And it just happens to be that when you can do more, lift more, run more, jump more, be fitter, and you put better food into your body, you therefore kind of feel more comfortable in your skin. But I'm just so not interested in particular weights or particular sizes or having that kind of enforced restriction. Restriction. Because I I just think everybody's body is unique and different and why should we have to be forced to try and turn our body into something it's never designed to be yeah you know, which is basically what I did for like the first 20 years of my life mm. because you sort of feel like you you should your body should look like I don't know a Disney princess for instance which mm. is what I grew up with and my body would never look like that my body's great the way it is but it's just there's a lot of bullshit layers yeah. To deal with. So, well, can I say I'm glad you're doing all of this for me? I really appreciate that. <laughs> That's very oh, kind, actually. I find that very yeah. flattering. 
Anyway, 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 shall we get on to recommending things? Good thing we Rant crushed done. that, crushed that weird vibe. <laughs> what? Are, uh, what's your first recommendation? So I have an interview. Actually, my first recommendation. You know, just quickly, there's a really positive group, uh, great mates group called Health Healthy Mates, which is about exercise and fitness. If you are so inclined to find a positive, supportive group where everybody's doing different things, like some people might be running a marathon or. Maybe want to lose a bit of weight or gain a bit of muscle or whatever. Or just looking for, you know, just some people are like, you know, like strong people. You know, like really strong people. They're like, I'm, I'm strong. Weightlifters. No, but there's like different types of yes, like, yes, you yes, know what yes, I mean? Yes, yeah, I know. It's all variety of people like at completely different levels and everyone's really supportive and like really good advice. Um, That's really cool. So, yeah, if you're, if you're thinking, of, you know, just want to be part of a nice community. That sounds good. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I like Continue. it. You go first. No, no. You, you're, you. No, I've been ranting. <laughs> yeah. No, you tell me. What's your first recommendation? Are you sure? Correct. All right. Well, this is a show called We Crashed, and it's based on the podcast of the same name. It was created by Drew Cravello and Lee Eisenberg. Uh, it's on Apple TV Plus, and it stars Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway, right? Now, normally I find uh, Jared Leto an insufferable blowhard uh, with a very sketchy past, right? But luckily in this show, he's playing an insufferable blowhard with a very sketchy past. <laughs> so for me, I'm like, oh, this guy's awful. Okay, I can kind of, I, I guess this is fine because I don't like this character or Jared Leto, like, at all. And so this kind of works for me. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. awful person. Uh, so basically, We Crashed follows the entrepreneurial rise and fall of WeWork, one of the world's most valuable startups. I think it was ranked third at one point of the most valuable startups like ever or something like that. Like it was something like $57 billion or something ridiculous like that, right? And it's about the characters within that whose chaotic love made it all possible, that being uh, Adam Newman, the Jared Leto character, and Anne Hathaway, who plays Rebecca Newman who in real life, uh, Rebecca Newman is Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin. So she's kind of got that kind of vibe, but also she's like bitter and jaded because like she's hung up about being Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin, who's a very famous actor and has got oh, her so own So she's actually... Going. Yeah, in real life, they are cousins. And she also plays her cousin in the show. No, no, Anne Hathaway is not Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin. The, the person she's playing in the show is Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin in real life. Rebecca Newman is Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin. Hang on. This is so confusing. So Anne Hathaway yes. is playing Rebecca Newman. Rebecca Newman, Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin, and that is a real person. That is a real person. These okay. are all real people. This I is a real like company. I feel it would be very difficult. It would be almost – I mean, it's not as difficult as being like the brother or sister. No, but there's a lot of like she's at a wedding and people are like, where's Gwyneth? And she's like, oh, she, yeah, yeah, okay, she couldn't make it or whatever. But the, I guess the, the way that this show paints it is – the difference between Gwyneth Paltrow, who I don't like, by the way, and uh, this person is that she's, like, got all that Gwyneth Paltrow energy and love and whatever, all that kind of crap that she peddles. <laughs> okay, I actually think she's great, but continue. Okay, fine. But she's, like, bitter and jaded and she has no, like, discernible ability, like, of her own, really, or to that extent. At one point she's described as the show in the show as having, like, no light of her own. Does that oh, make sense? God. Yeah, it's a really brutal take. Like, you hear oh. that, you're like, whoa. Well, that and this sting. woman is a real person, a real person. Who's watching that TV show. Yeah. Jeezel. And she came up with the, the motto of WeWork, which is to elevate the world's consciousness. Now, based on that piece of absolute bullshit, what do you think this company is? Uh, and it's a, what? It's a tech startup 
What is it? What would you say it was? To elevate the world's consciousness. What is that? This isn't a test. I'm just curious if you could be like, could figure anything out from anything that I'm saying. Is it like, is it an app? Is it kind of like some kind of blog where you write about consciousness raising? No. What are they being conscious for? Are they all unconscious? And she's trying to get everyone to wake. Maybe it's a, just a website they're, that says, wake up. They're trying to basically build. Yeah, pretty much. It may as it should have been. But it's basically, it's it's renting office space. So they rent out or buy an apartment block, gut a level of it, make like a modern office with like cereal and a slide and a room you can fucking look at a fish or whatever. You know, those modern office spaces that trick you into going into work. One of those places. And they do that but just on a massive billion-dollar scale. it's rent- You're renting offices. That's what they're doing. But they frame it like, oh, we're changing the world, and look at this. We're bringing all these different elements of is community. Is this a real thing? It's a real thing. It's a real company. This really happened. You're really you're yelling. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, but it's just kind of baffling. But what I really liked about it is is because you watch these horrible people who are horrible in real Why life. Why do you like watching horrible people doing horrible things because in shows? Because you watch them build it and build it and all the decisions that, like, these people make, in particular the um, the Adam dude, like, like, it's just like he's just getting by on just absolute bullshit. Like, it's just, he's just this complete blowhard con man and eventually the whole thing falls apart. So that's what I really like about it because I'm like, oh, I cannot wait for these people. Oh, my God. I cannot wait for their comeuppance to hit. I mean, and look, to be fair, they're still rich. They're probably billionaires in real life. Who knows? They hold, they hide a bunch of assets. But, what, but like, all the things they did, like, it's truly awful and bullshit because, it, like, it's a very toxic workplace and really horrible to its employees in terms of, like, sexual harassment and and what what and you what you need to do to get ahead or be a part of it? So you, you got to be drinking every night and like hooking up with people and all these different things. And nobody's paid properly, and everybody sued everybody. You know, at the end of the day, with this company. So just watching that kind of like collapse in on itself was like, oh, that's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. Anyway, it's a really good show. I can't even begin to tell you how much I don't want to watch that. Yeah, what's amazing about it is because they frame the company like something that I feel like you would like if it was real. You know what I mean? If it was yeah. like a real, like an idea of a communal workspace and like everybody's getting along and all things are equal. Do you know what I mean? And then this is a place where you can be inspired and be free and set your own hours and all these kinds of things. But it's just, just not, it's not that. Cool. Yeah, cool. Office space, right? This is renting office space, but they're elevating so the world's consciousness. is it supposed to be a startup? Yes, yeah, a startup. Yeah. There's a lot of TV shows about startups Yeah, we recently, watched the dropout recently I guess well. it's like that amount of time since that whole big boom of the yeah, startup. Yeah, well, this one just happened. Like it collapsed like three or four years ago. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Anyway. Great. Jared Leto sucks. Look at him. His background. He sucks. He, he's probably a sex criminal, allegedly. Can I talk about something? Oh, my God, Claire. I would love you to talk about something. I want to talk about something less depressing. That's not depressing. That's fun. Is it just making fun of terrible people? Yeah. Collapsing on themselves. Oh, not to mention you made me cry this morning because I I walked into the (laughs) room. You made me cry. I walked into the bedroom. I'd be up with the kids and there was a whole thing happening. And I walked in to say good morning to you to, like, get some just, like, uh uh-huh. You know when you have a morning, school morning, where you're just yeah. like, guys, come on, let's get it together. Let's go. Come on. Anyway, I walk in and you just wake and I say, good morning, James, in my sweet little voice, my sweet little face. 
and you go, did you know that Elon Musk just bought Twitter for like $60 billion? $44 billion. That's not how I said it. I said it in my regular voice, <laughs> which is also my shouting voice, I guess. And then for some reason, I just started crying. Yeah, because you were like, why would he do that? Like, why wouldn't he do something good? And I'm like, well, because he's terrible. And then you said to me that statistic, it would only take $6 billion. Because I said something like he could just actually save our whole entire planet. And it's not even funny. It's yeah. actually legit. And I'm going to get to that again. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna. And that's again. also like that can that that's not down to one person, obviously. Do you know no, what I mean? but if he's got sixty billion dollars to buy or yeah. whatever it was, spend it on Twitter to then yeah. for like no real reason, he's not going to actually make any money out of Twitter. He it's loves for, free speech. For just, yeah, exactly. He loves free speech. Yeah, it's not free though, Welcome mate. It costs you like forty billion dollars on the it. news. It said sixty. Yeah, I don't know. There's a very popular tweet that was like, I can't believe we paid $44 billion for Twitter. I just downloaded downloaded the app or whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, because the thing is as well, like he, he's, he's mentioned a number of things that like he said he would do that he doesn't do, right? I've been in, I've had this conversation multiple times, both online and in real life with people like, he's great actually. And I'm like. But you said to me, the statistic that made me cry was it like yeah. $6 billion would solve world hunger. Well, I say that, I said that specifically because he, so he meant he said like, look, if someone could give me a plan for what um for what that would look like, because I don't trust somebody just with my money, do you know what I mean, to solve world hunger, then you know I'm open to it and I would gladly donate the money. And I think it was the I can't remember who it was, but it was some organization who's like deals specifically in these kinds of things was like, okay, here's the exact thing. This is what this is what we would do with the money. Uh, and then he didn't do it. So you know because that's the kind of person he is. See, this Terrible. Is what I mean. I don't want to say he's a terrible person. the world person. health. He is. Of course he is. Sad. You can't have that amount of money and neglect people for that long and, like, not only in your personal life but also get ahead in the ways that you do and come from that amount of wealth and call people, <laughs> you know, like, terrible things and then hide behind your money, do you know what I mean, and claim you invented, like, PayPal and Tesla and all of that. Like, it's not – you cannot be that kind of person without being terrible. It's not possible. Okay, so, listener – this is why I burst into tears at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Let's talk about something that's like giving me joy because that's what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, Can I love joy. That? What do we got? All right, it's super corny, but I loved it. It was great. It's an interview on YouTube with Barbara Streisand. Oh my god, this is going to bring up our weird <laughs> vibe, Claire. <laughs> All right, so it's weird. It's by um, a DJ called Zan Lowe. He's quite famous. He's yes, open yes. to the Foo Fighters, lots of lots of people, and he works now for Apple. And it's done by Apple. This interview. Let me get you. Let me tell you something about Apple. Oh God, can we just get some joy? <laughs> oh, no, no, please. Anyway, not. it's just a really, really great interview. Yeah. And one of the reasons is Barbara Streisand is so 
bizarre and present and witchy and awesome and creative and iconic. And in this, it's just so clear that she's still really childlike as well. I mean, she just turned 80 this week. And she is so ahead of her time in what she was doing. Absolutely. So this interview just reminded me of all the reasons why I love her so much. I mean, she's so charismatic as well. But just the interesting ways that her mind works, I find really interesting. So like for 23 years, she's barely done any performing. She's Mm. kind of stepped away from the limelight. You were telling me she doesn't like performing right yeah she doesn't like performing live and in this interview she says this really interesting thing about how she doesn't like it because she's elevated on the stage everyone's sitting in the audience and it's a very weird unnatural she just says it's like very odd don't like it (laughs) there I'm up there they're down there if I could sit with them that would be better I just don't like being up there she also said which is so interesting that vocally she just opens her mouth and sings She's never had any formal training. That is wild and she's to like, me. Arguably one of the best singers in the entire world. Yeah. And it's just this natural gift. And we were talking about this, weren't we, about yeah. how there's people who are just naturally gifted and talented versus people who work really hard at a craft. And she's clearly incredibly hardworking and with a single-minded vision, like she just sees things that she wants to create. But just that idea that she's got this vocal talent and she doesn't walk around singing. She doesn't really enjoy singing. She does it if what? she's got an interesting story to tell. Oh, so that's how her kind yeah, of. Yeah, so she said if she had to just sing oh. happy birthday around the table, she'd probably sound terrible. Like she said some anecdote about how she went to Andrew Bocelli's house and he like literally just sung at everybody all of the time. Whereas like, you know, he barely spoke. He just sang at everyone. Whereas she was the opposite. She only really sings. She likes singing in a recording studio because she can hear herself back. Right. So I thought that was so fascinating. And then she just talks about all of the things she's done with her directing because it's obvious that she just gets obsessions. Mm. She's she's super hyper-focused and present. So her obsessions at the moment are to get particular films made and she was talking a lot about being a director and what that was like back in the 70s when she made a film, Yentl, and how... Mm. It was one of the first times like a woman had written, produced, starred in, directed this movie and she got all this negative press about it. People had a really hard time kind of wrapping their heads around her being in that role. Was it an odd like concept for a movie as well for the time? Like, was Yeah, it, I get, yeah it like, was. What is this? I don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Mm. Um, and, you know, she was Yentl as a character is very unusual. She's yeah. not kind of that you know, the character that you would think a woman would be just Yeah, and she's got, and th- this isn't an insult, but she's like, she's, I don't know, I, this might sound like an insult, but she's like distinct looking. You know what I mean? You know, you pick Sarah and you're like, that's 100% Barbara Streisand. Do you know what I mean? From any era. Yeah, you know? completely, yeah. completely. She's just got this incredibly unusual way of moving in the world. What mm. I find so interesting about her too is that she always wanted to be an actor mm. and the only reason she got into singing was because she could not get hired as an actor. And she ah. came from New York City and had nothing. She had she lived with a single mother. They had nothing. They were living in the streets and she, I mean, in a really tiny flat, her mother worked a lot. So her mum just wanted her to get a job where she could get paid as a nurse or a teacher. And she said there was a moment where she moved out of her house with her mum, moved in with some girlfriends in this one bedroom flat in New York City. She was going to acting school next door. She said she was about 15 at the time. She walked into her flat, saw the flat was in disarray. She hates making her bed. She saw her bed unmade. And she remembers distinctly saying to herself, well, I'm just going to have to be famous. Because I, I can't make my bed. 
and I need someone to make my bed for me every day. And and just that, and she said it's that will and that drive that has taken her through all of it. And to the point where, like, she wanted to be an actor, so she became the world's best singer, so she could then get roles as as an actor, yeah. and and then she wanted to direct, and so she only does projects that she has a single vision for. Yeah. Anyway, it's just a really this, fascinating. This sounds movie. like it sounds, and I I think I knew this, and you know this, but that's the like Lady Gaga as well kind of method. Completely, you know? like she would have seen that and gone. Right, that's... Oh, yeah. I mean, Lady Gaga made A Star is Born, which yeah. is the movie, oh, yeah, you know, exactly. remake of... Exactly. Like, yeah, if you look point. at Lady Gaga, you can see so much of Barbara Streisand Who's in, in the original Star, Star is Born with her? I don't know who plays it alongside I want to say Barbara Chris Christopherson, maybe? Yes, it is. Okay. It's Chris Christopherson, yeah. It's just so interesting it's when It's been you remade, s- like, every generation, hasn't it? Because there's one from, like, the 30s or something? Yeah, so, I think yeah. so. It's just, it's very iconic. Yeah. It's, it is so fascinating to just see a female artist in that way and to realise the, the single most important thing she said, I think, in the whole interview was that, like, when they were talking about the state of the planet and she's done a lot of work for the queer community and, mm. you know, advocacy for, you know, the climate, climate change, all of the things... And she said, the one thing that I'm so happy about is how much things have changed for women. And that made me so happy. And then also kind of like, oh, God, because these are still not great. But they're, but they're, but just to think that actually change has happened. And sometimes we think change can't happen and doesn't happen. Yeah. And that we're just, you know, putting a hairdryer against the ocean. But listening to her say that in her 80, well, as, an, you know, now she's turned 80, that's exciting. I, I had no idea she was 80. Like I Yeah. I, I mean I that's have, amazing, isn't it? But I mean it makes sense when you look at like Yeah, but she's how still so she's doing it. she yeah, like yeah. tweets all the time and mm. is very present. But I think that's so interesting just that in her lifetime she has seen th- seen things change so much. Mm. Because she was so ahead of her time. Yeah. And just you know you wonder if she'd been born now what she would have made mm. because she's so clearly got these like incredibly clear visions for what she wants to make. And even in the music choices, she produced so much and was so pivotal in every single choice, acting-wise, you know, vocal-wise, backing-wise. Like, you know, when you see those creatives who really, the reason they're so successful is because they are so focused on the minutiae yeah. of the art that they're making. And, and um I just find that really interesting and also really heartening that she was saying that, that at least things have really stepped forward for yeah. women. So anyway, I loved it. It's on and, um, YouTube. And the thing is as well, you cannot give any ground, you know, with none of that kind of stuff. You can't yeah. let your guard down, you know what I mean, because people will take it. They'll take things from you, you know. Yes, yeah. totally. And that's what she said. There was there's so really? many We're lines. You are, it's you, it's We you both looked at our beds when we were 15 and went. Movies. We don't want to make our beds. <laughs> the difference is I'm just like, ah, I'm not going to make my bed. Ah, Ever. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, there was a line that she said that what you just said reminded me of. Can you remind me what you said? <laughs> I don't know. You can't give any ground. That's right. You have to keep vigilant because yeah. that's when people fucking sneak in. Well, she said she had this really sort of clear-headed vision always that it was always about not compromising her creative mm vision for what she wanted to do. That's sure, yeah. what it was. Yeah, and you don't give any ground. You just – she loves to collaborate but – I was talking more like on like social issues and things like that. Um, that's what oh. I was referring to. You know what oh, I mean? Okay, it, well, yeah, that's very yeah. true too. Mm. And, and we're seeing that now, right, yeah. completely. 
But I but I'm talking about in creativity yeah. and in what in a project that you're making, which I think you would think the same. No, I as think well, uh, right? I actually think you have to compromise a lot of the time. <laughs> That's what I think. Not in the things that matter, like matter to you deeply. Let a bunch of stuff go. But that's you like would never compromise on being in control of of it, though. Mm, probably not. No. No, you know, yeah. realistically, mm. like being able to have that final say. Claire's always trying to get me to sell the network. She's like, James, one day we'll sell the network. And I'm like, I'm not selling it. I'll burn it down and I'll walk no, away. No, actually, I think the discussion was if you died, then we would sell it. Yeah, if you die, do whatever. <laughs> if I die, if you die, I'll sell it. No, if, if I die, yeah, do whatever. No, I don't know. I want to do that anyway. Anyway, yeah. I don't know how that works. And I don't know. Get my brother, one of my brothers, to record the podcast with Mason just, to, just until people notice. We sound, we sound similar enough. There's you know? enough footage that there's probably a computer program that could just cobble together your vo- your voice Absolutely. in different iterations. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't know. No, but I do think you think that, and I, I agree, you said it to me multiple times, that having creative control over what you yeah. do more, is much more important. And, and all that and just like freedom in my my life and our life is more yeah. important than anything else. Which is, I guess, what she's built for herself, right? Mm. So she's now spent 23 years you know, decorating houses and building beautiful yeah. properties and, and spending time with their family. James Brolin, famous handsome actor yes. James Brolin. Yeah, just, you know, enjoying her life. And I think that's really fascinating mm. to see someone at that level of stardom who's clearly just enjoying their life so much, Yeah, which is just really heartening and inspiring, I think, because at the end of the day, right, that's what we're looking for, that contentment. And obviously if you're Barbara Streisand, you've hit all the things you've done you know, the the heights. But really, she said at the end of the day, it's about living in that moment all of the time. I find it really interesting. Anyway, that's that interview on YouTube. Terrific. We've talked for ages. I had another thing to recommend. So did I, but we can save them for another week. And who knows what week that's going to look like. But in the meantime, did you know people can actually review the show? My can goodness. They? And they can, can they, do James? that in app, just like B Dog 794, who said, Five star, I give five stars. Thank you, B Dog. Five stars for an award winning performance. I give it five stars for Heath Ledger's performance alone. Thank you so much. My goodness. To be compared to that of the late great Heath Ledger. Gosh, stop my being that. I love that guy. Something. My goodness. No, he's dead, right? I do know that. I know. Just in case you didn't. Rest in peace. Oh, my goodness. On a side note, Harry Styles at Coachella. Uh, no, more I haven't got tickets. More tickets didn't they? Yeah, more tickets. I know. I put a reminder on and I forgot again. I'm so bad. Is that because so you lost your phone stuff. for eight hours today? Yes, I'm so bad with this stuff. I have to get someone else to get me the tickets. I can't do it. Anyway, maybe I can. I believe in myself. I'm like Barbara Streisand. I believe in myself enough. I can get those goddamn tickets for Harry Styles. All right, you can do it. Anyway, but yeah, if do yourself a favor, go check out his outfits from Coachella. They were All right. great. And him dancing with Lizzo, amazing. So All good. right. My favourite thing of the week. I have an email. If you would like to email the show, we would love you to, just like Tanner Moore has. I would love to email the show. Right, What's you can the email, email address? Suggestiblepod at gmail.com. Suggestiblepod at gmail.com. Correct. Hello, Welcome. James and Claire, says Tanner. Hello. I just have been catching up on some episodes and wanted to reconnect a show for the two of you. Ah. James recently suggestibled Yellow Jackets, so I thought that you would both like the Amazon show The Wilds. The wild. It's similar, but also very different. It has, it has. Well, which is it? Is it similar or different? Sorry. It has, from what I remember, an all-female cast with probably a dad or two who crashed the party. Definitely has some Lord of the Flies themes to it, but also has a fun twist that I honestly didn't see coming. My girlfriend and I really enjoyed it and are excited for season two coming up later this year. Have a great day, Tana M. P.S. Uh, 
James has never given off the impression that he doesn't not ever have and everything all together at all times and never works below 100%. Definitely not weird either. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's really nice. Uh, was that an insult? It was, it was a lot of words. <laughs> but I appreciate it regardless. <laughs> I don't think it was. Never have a James has 100%. never given off the impression yep. that he doesn't not ever have an everything all together it's double at all negative. times. Double negative. Never doesn't, works 100%. Definitely not weird either. Doesn't not ever and definitely. I don't know what that's. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I <laughs> is he saying that you definitely always seem like you've, you're functioning at 100% or that you're definitely not functioning at 100%? I would say if I had to guess, it's probably that. But there's too many double negatives and I'm in a calorie deficit. My body is eating itself. <laughs> I cannot figure this out. Though I just looked up The Wilds. Uh, I, I just one of those shows where it's like this is really well reviewed and people seem to love it. It's got a couple of seasons and I'm just like, I've never even heard of this. So, I know. But I... There's and so much out check there. This out. Excellent. This Me cool. too. That sounds really cool. Thank you so much, Shanna. All right. That's the show. Thank you as always to Royal Collings for editing this week's episode. Thank you for putting up with our weird vibe this week. Yeah. We both had some rants. Yeah. James is on a calorie deficit. Yeah. Maybe I've I should been check on in every Barbara week. Streisand deep dive. That's true. But we've come out in the end. Would you want me to keep everybody updated? I know you're interested in my calorie deficit. Should I keep everybody else updated? No. What I'm actually doing, Claire, I'm doing my regular gym no, workout. No, I'm gonna and turn, no, I'm not. turning off the machine. And instead of doing more cardio, I'm a- adding more push-ups and pull-ups and squats, just, just body weight stuff to my day, and it keeps my mind focused and it keeps my body moving. All right, you know what Joe I mean? Rogan. What did you call me? <laughs> you compared me to my Lord and Saviour, Joe Rogan. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, the sarcasm. Can we go now? Yes, we can go. All right, bye, everyone. Hope you have a good week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Claire, I know that you're like, let's get out of here. And I agree. Let's get out of here. But I wish somebody in this room could tell me about your latest podcast. Oh, it's a goodie this week. So this week I'm speaking to Rhiannon Joyce. Now, (gasps) she is one of the members of the Shameless Media team. And I interviewed, if we haven't heard about Shameless Media before, Shameless were a podcast that started in 2018 with Zara McDonald and Michelle Andrews. And it has grown to be a media company in and of itself. It's the huge. girls are incredible what they've achieved and created. And Rhiannon is now heading their brand and partnerships. Oh, um, awesome. Operations, yeah. but she's just also just a really cool, vibey person in general. We talk a lot about what it's like to work at a high level in advertising and be a young woman and the kind of working conditions that we there. you know there. about being a young woman? I don't know. Not much anymore, <laughs> let me tell you. We talk about her mother and the role model that she set for her about trying to kind of have all of it and parent as well as have a career, about what it's like to be an opinionated young woman and how that's received, about her career in sport for a little while when she was younger. Oh, right, okay. And no. I actually hadn't realised she was a really great basketballer, oh. but she saw, and she's a twin sister, and she saw the trajectory for women's basketball at that time would kind of mean that there was no real money in it for her. Yeah, right. Because she wanted to play at a, at a level that just didn't really exist. You she know Yeah. Mm. But you know how in football, right, Men can make a career at at like a sort of I don't really know what it's called. You can do but it at like, like a local level. At a local level yeah. and you can and you can make a career out of, well out of it. And yeah. that's what Rhiannon was saying, that she wasn't sort of good enough to be, say, in the Australian team, but she was a very good basketballer and could have made anyway. So we were talking about that and the choices that that's she made and just a whole lot of other things about how she met Mission Zara and just living fearlessly and taking 
risks and opportunities, stepped away from a really safe traditional job to work for Shameless and hasn't looked back. Oh, that's awesome. Really cool. Anyway, that sounds like an absolute inspiration to listen to. Two great minds coming together to talk about wonderful topics. Thanks for the sarcasm. It's not sarcasm, Claire. Not everything is sarcasm. Some things are genuine. Not this, but some things. (laughs) That sounds really good, genuinely. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.